We're back with some more college basketball action here for Thursday, January 19th. Got a great slate of games on tap for tonight, so let's jump right into it. Now we start out in the Sun Belt as Georgia State takes on Old Dominion. Georgia State comes into this game as the 185th overall team in the Hot Tibet Power Ranking. Old Dominion is the 171st overall team. And you know, for Georgia State, coming to this game following a win over Coastal Carolina in their last game, Old Dominion, the loss to Marshall. But neither one of these teams has really been great here in conference play, both two and four um, in Sun Belt play. But offensively, Old Dominion has not been a bad team by any stretch they've done a decent job shooting the ball and certainly in this matchup have been the much better shooting team a 47.6 effective field goal percentage for them on the year and they're doing a pretty good job from beyond the arc hitting 34.2 percent from three Tyree Scott Grayson leads the way in scoring for ODU with a 14.4 points per game offensively it's an old dominion team that certainly has the advantage coming into this one because georgia state really hasn't been great offensively they've struggled to shoot the basketball this season only a 45.9 effective field goal percentage and they have not been great from beyond the arc only hitting 29.2 percent from three not to mention it's a georgia state team that has kind of struggled in the turnover department this season you know they haven't done a great job holding on to the basketball offensively they turn the ball over on 19.9 percent of their possessions that's one area that old dominion has actually been a very strong team this season is in the turnover department offensively they've been great only turning the ball over on 16.6 percent of their possessions they've also had the advantage defensively in this matchup forcing turnovers on 18.7 percent of their possessions um, um, while Georgia State only forcing turnovers in 18% of their opponent's possessions. And really, it's a Georgia State team that has just struggled away from home this season. Haven't won a true road game this season. And going on the road against Old Dominion, I don't think it's going to be easy, especially against an Old Dominion team that has just been so much better shooting-wise. Um, great in the turnover department. I think Old Dominion bounces back after a couple of losses, taking them minus four and a half here against Georgia State. Next up on the card, we got Stephen F. Austin taking on Sam Houston State. Stephen F. Austin comes into this game as the 136th overall team in the high Tibet power ranking. Sam Houston State is the 124th overall team. And as far as WAC team goes this season, these are two of the better teams. I mean, Stephen F. Austin has gone on an absolute run here to start WAC play. You know, their first conference loss came in their last game against Southern Utah. But overall, they are 5-1 and one in conference play. And, you know, Sam Houston State has struggled maybe a little bit more as of late still a solid win over utah tech in their last game um, but obviously sam houston state made a little bit of a name for themselves early in non-conference with wins over oklahoma a win against utah as well and as far as shooting goes both these teams have been strong on the offensive side of the ball for sam houston state hitting a 51.4 effective field goal percentage on the year they're also hitting 40.1 percent from beyond the arc quay grant leads the way with 13.9 points per game for the sam houston state team but it really is a sam houston state team uh, that just does a good job getting a lot of guys involved in this offense but offensively speaking Stephen F. Austin isn't you know a ton far behind them they're shooting a 51.6 effective field goal percentage on the year um, and it's hard to say hitting 39 percent from beyond the arc is bad even when it is you know slightly worse than what Sam Houston State has done but overall two teams that are very very dominant on the offensive side of the ball and another area both these teams have been very very dominant near the top of the country is forcing turnovers defensively these are 
are two top 10 teams when it comes to forcing turnovers. Stephen F. Austin forcing turnovers on 25.5% of their opponent's possessions, the fifth best team in the country. Sam Houston State only a notch behind them, forcing turnovers on 25.3% of their opponent's possessions, the seventh best team in the country in that category. And on paper, there's a lot of things that make these teams very, very similar and very, very competitive in this matchup. But I think the main advantage for Sam Houston State is going to be the shot defense. That's just one area where Stephen F. Austin has really struggled this season, especially comparatively here. And going on the road to Sam Houston State is certainly not an easy place to play. And really for Sam Houston State, after a couple of questionable whack losses, I think they get things going, turned around in the right direction with a major conference win here. I'm taking Sam Houston State minus six here against Stephen F. Austin. Now we head to the Big Ten for the next game on the card as Indiana takes on Illinois. Indiana comes into this game as the 22nd overall team in the Heights of Bit Power Ranking. Illinois is the 18th overall team. And, you know, the past few weeks for Illinois, they have been a very, very impressive team coming to this game following a win over Minnesota. And, and Indiana is, can't quite say the same. I mean, obviously, they've had their struggles here in Big Ten play do come into this game following a win over Wisconsin. But overall, they haven't been the best of teams this season, but one area that Indiana has still looked like a great team this season is on the offensive side of the ball. They're just really good at scoring points. They do a great job shooting the basketball, a 56 effective field goal percentage on the year, hitting 37.1% from beyond the arc. Trace Jackson Davis continues to be a great shot scorer, 17.4 points per game for him this season. Um, but offensively, Illinois has also you know been fairly strong, not be it as good, and, and certainly not as good as some of the Brad Underwood teams we have seen in the past few seasons, but they're still hitting a 53.5 effective field goal percentage on the year, still hitting 33.1% from beyond the arc certainly not a bad team on the offensive side of things and illinois is obviously great defensively and especially in this matchup going up against indiana it's going to be an interesting combination because illinois has held their opponents to a 44 effective field goal percentage and only allowing 31.3 percent from beyond the arc and while indiana has been fine on the defensive side of the ball really just an average team you know giving up a 47.6 effective field goal percentage and 34.3 percent from beyond the arc I'm just a little bit, you know, puzzled by the spread in this game. And now I get it. Indiana has certainly had some struggles this season. And my, you know, future on them to win the Big Ten is completely dead at this point. That one's not coming back to life um, at all this season. But going on the road here in this game with how well they have shot the basketball this season, I think they're able to keep this game close. I think Illinois really struggles to win this game big. Um, and I think Indiana really just puts some points on the board, taking them plus seven here against Illinois. Now we head to the Pac-12 for the next game on the card as USC takes on Arizona. USC comes into this game as the 32nd overall team in the Hot Tibet Power Ranking. Arizona is the ninth overall team. And obviously, Arizona has been a very, very good basketball team this season, but have struggled here as of late. You know, losses in two of their last three games, you know, only three losses on the season coming to this game following the loss to Oregon. Certainly a team that needs to get things going back in the right direction um, to, you know, be as dominant as they were a season ago. USC, on the other hand, has put together a couple of impressive wins against Colorado and Utah in their last two games. And offensively, USC isn't a terrible team. 
but they have struggled a bit shooting the ball comparatively to some of their Pac-12 counterparts for USC. Only a 50.9 effective field goal percentage on the year. They're also only hitting 31.9% from beyond the arc. And obviously, Arizona has been a great offensive team, a solid shooting team, really through and through. A 55.9 effective field goal percentage on the year and hitting 34.9% from beyond the arc. Tabellas has led the way, been an absolute monster for this Arizona team. Once again, 20.4 points per game for him this season. Really offensive. Defensively, it doesn't get much better than what Arizona has done this season. And they've also been a strong team on the defensive side of the ball, only giving up a 47.6 effective field goal percentage and 32.6% from beyond the arc. Now, granted, USC has been much better defensively than they are offensively. Um, their shot defense has actually looked pretty strong this season, only allowing 44.3 effective field goal percentage and giving up 32.9% from beyond the arc. But going on the road in this game, I think it's going to be a challenge for this USC team two score points, especially going up against an Arizona team that has been so, so strong. And overall, yeah, Arizona has, you know, fallen off here in the last few games. Didn't look nearly as good. I mean, losing to Oregon is certainly not a game that you want on the resume, but coming off of that loss, going back home, I think Arizona bounces back and do it in a pretty big fashion. I'm taking them minus six and a half here against USC. Now, before we get into the second half of Thursday's show, if you haven't already checked out the website, head over to hotdipbest.com. Got college basketball, NBA, NHL, NFL, UFC, and horse racing picks being posted up there every single day. So make sure you take a look at that so you don't miss out on any of that. Also, follow the Hot Tip Bets main account at Hot Tip Bets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter to stay up to date with all the content being posted over there, as well as my personal account at Hot Tip Bets Chris on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter to stay up to date with all the content that I am doing, as well as on Best Stamp where you can get early access to all the picks and get a notification every single time that I place a bet. And last but definitely not least, if you're watching here on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future uploads. And most importantly, drop a comment down below. Let me know who you guys are betting on for Thursday's card. And let's get into these final games. Now we go to the West Coast Conference as Loyola Marymount takes on Gonzaga. Loyola Marymount comes into this game as the 148th overall team in the hot tip of power ranking. Gonzaga is the fourth overall team. And obviously it was a Gonzaga team that had some struggles early in the season. But like Gonzaga does, um, they just go and, and, and beat up on the West Coast Conference. Now, granted, the West Coast Conference has been beating them back this year. They've played a lot of close competitive games um, this season. Certainly has not been a cakewalk by any means. So the Loyola Marymount team that is very dangerous you know yeah they, they haven't been great in all their games this season by any means but they do come into this game following a win over san diego in the last one a very strong impressive win over byu a few weeks ago we're able to keep it decently close against st mary's as well um and overall it's a little marymount team that can definitely shoot the basketball offensively they are not a bad basketball team a 53.4 effective field goal percentage on the year hitting 35.8 percent from beyond the arc camp shelton leads the way with 18.5 points Per game he's been an absolutely great scorer for this Marymount team this season and like I said they can just shoot the basketball and offensively they're a strong team but of course they go up against Gonzaga who is you know one of the best offensive teams in the entire nation once again this season it really just a great shooting team a 56.8 effective field goal percentage hitting 37.9 percent from beyond the arc obviously overall Gonzaga is certainly going to have the, the the size the talent the offensive advantage in this game 
But I think where Loyola Marymount can really make a name for themselves and really keep this game competitive, keep this game close, is on the defensive side of the ball because the Loyola Marymount shot defense has actually been fairly impressive this season, only giving up a 49.8 effective field goal percentage on the year, um, actually edges out Gonzaga, who's allowing 51.3 effective field goal percentage. And they've been the much better team from the perimeter, only giving up 31.3% from beyond the arc, while Gonzaga allows 34.1% from three. And that's certainly an area they're going to have to look to shut down this Gonzaga team. You can't let them get hot shooting wise um, for sure. And if Loyola Marymount can do that, I don't see any reason they can't keep this game closed. I think Gonzaga, even at home in this one where they have been a very, very strong team this season and really a very strong team for the better part of two decades. I think Loyola Marymount keeps it competitive, covers this spread, taking them plus 15 here against Gonzaga. And back to the Pac-12 we go as UCLA takes on Arizona State. UCLA comes into this game as the second overall team in the hot to bet power ranking. Arizona State is the 74th overall team for UCLA. Have been one of the most dominant teams in the country this season. Coming to this game on a 15-game winning streak. I don't think that stat was right. I think it's 11 games, but I mistyped it. And we're just going to keep going with it. <laughs> they have a pretty impressive winning streak, whatever is that. And they come into this game following a win over Colorado. Um, as far as Arizona State goes, though, you know, they've definitely bounced back after a bit of a, a rough patch in December. The losses to Arizona, the losses to San Francisco certainly were not their best showings this season. Um, but it's an Arizona State team that, that offensively has not been terrible this season. You know, their shots aren't great a 49.7 effective field goal percentage 32.2 percent from beyond the arc but it could certainly be worse um but they do go up against a ucla team that has shot the ball very very well this season a 52.5 effective field goal percentage on the year also hitting 36.1 percent from beyond the arc jimmy Jagas leads the way with 16.7 points per game really it's just a ucla team that has a lot of shot makers and has continued to do a good job shooting the basketball but really, outside of the shooting, which has been very impressive, the defense for UCLA, very impressive as well. The stat that I just can't get over with this UCLA team is the turnovers. They're a top 10 team when it comes to forcing turnovers, and they're a top 10 team when it comes to holding on to the basketball. If that's not a recipe to win a lot of basketball games, I don't know what is. They're forcing turnovers on 25% of their opponent's possessions, the eighth best team in the country. Arizona State only forcing turnovers on 19.5% of their opponent's possessions. And UCLA is also only turning the ball over on 14.4% of their possessions, the seventh best team in the country in that category. And Arizona State turning the ball over on 17.1% of their possessions overall it's an arizona state team that has struggled a little bit against better teams this season um and i think you know even at home in this game going up against the best team in the conference um they struggle in this one i'm taking ucla minus four and a half here against arizona state also i was wrong about my correction to the winning streak for ucla it's 13 games gotta take better notes and finally, to close out the day, we got Oregon State taking on Stanford. Oregon State comes into this game as the 230th overall team in the hot ticket power ranking. Stanford is the 85th overall team. And boy, there is nothing I love more betting on than a bad Pac-12 basketball game. And that's exactly what we got here in this one. One combined conference win between these two teams. Oregon State got that win over Washington very early in December. In fact, their first Pac-12 win of the season. And, you know, haven't got one since then. Come to this game following 
doing a loss to Arizona State, but they do have one more than Stanford, who is 0-7 here in Pac-12 play, um, and come to this game following that Washington State game, a game where they maybe potentially could have tried and stole it. Um, you had opportunities for sure to win that game, um, but it's a Stanford team that I have really not been impressed with this season. Offensively, they have not been a great basketball team, have struggled to shoot the ball, only a 49.5 effective field goal percentage of the year, only hitting 31.2% from beyond the arc, and that's not to say Oregon State is a good shooting team because they certainly aren't um but in this matchup you know they they at least you know match up well shooting wise oregon state a 48.3 effective field goal percentage actually have been decent from beyond the arc hitting 33.4 percent from three and jordan Poole has really just been a strong player for this beavers team 12.2 points per game for him um but defensively oregon state has been a, a good basketball team and i think that's going to be their advantage here in this game um they've held their opponents to a 49.1 effective field goal percentage on the year while stanford's giving up a 52.2 effective field goal percentage and oregon state's perimeter defense has been very good only allowing 32.2 percent from beyond the arc while stanford gives up 35.2 percent from beyond the arc really what i think this game comes down to is one thing and it's the fact that oregon state should not be getting 10 and a half points here in this game I, I get it stanford is for sure the better basketball team at least on paper in this matchup but even at home against an oregon state team that hasn't been that great it's too many points. Give me the 10 and a half for Oregon State here against Stanford.